Amen. Amen. Good evening to each of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. I hope that you enjoyed that is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid. What a wonderful uh, anthem, hymn of the church, I should say, uh, one that that really I don't know about you, but that takes me back to my roots, y'all. Is your all on the altar? I, I thank God for uh, that song and how it has ministered down through the years uh, to me personally. It's a song of it's a song of surrender. It's a song of sacrifice. It's a song of deeper commitment. And uh, certainly, I pray that 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 ministered to you uh, as it as it always ministers to me. Good to see all of you in the house tonight. I pray that you are sharing this already with your neighbors and your friends. Uh, also, T.A. is back with us on this evening, so good to see, good to have T.A. back with us. You all say hello to T.A. if you don't mind. Uh, we certainly continue to lift uh, lift you up, brother, good, but good to have you back with us. Uh, T.A., let's see who we got in the room on tonight. God bless you. Uh, Josephine Cole, God bless you. Good to see you. Sister Cole is with us. Tita Cheatham is with us on tonight. God bless you, Sister Cheatham. Sister Stewart is with us. God bless you, Sister Stewart. Sister Howard is in the house. God bless you all. Good to see you. Sister McGee, Patricia McGee is with us on tonight. God bless you, Shelba Moore. Good to see you all. Go ahead and push that share button. Let your neighbors and friends know that you are watching uh, K-Chapel Bible Study and you are inviting them to share along with us. Uh, we're going to have an abbreviated study tonight, so I hope I don't, that doesn't disappoint uh, you all too much. Uh, but uh, we, 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 it'll be a bit abbreviated for tonight. Uh, but we will still uh, get into the, the the meat of of what we want to talk about as we continue to talk about this thing, uh, this tongue and this mouth. Watch your mouth is what we uh, we we began our our study on a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to continue in that vein. Also, also want to let you know uh, that uh, we are beginning on this Sunday. We're beginning uh, a new series a new sermon series uh, that we are calling Words to Live By, uh, Words to Live By, which go which fits nicely uh, with this Bible study, uh, Watch Your Mouth. Um, and so we're, we're going to keep talking about these words, the power of our words, life and death being in the power of our tongue. These words are are powerful. The tongue is a powerful member, the Bible teaches us. And, and if we can control our mouth so that we're speaking good things, positive things, edifying things. Uh, what a wonderful, what a wonderful gift we give then uh, to the world. What a wonderful gift we give to people. Uh, we can, when we can speak life into them and not death, when we can speak hope and joy into them and not destruction. And so we're looking forward to a great sermon series again. That begins this Sunday, y'all, Words to Live By. And so I want to invite you all to uh, take Take, uh, be in prayer for that uh, that that sermon. I, it, it seems that God is just leading us, and the Spirit is leading us in this um, this area of, of of the power of the tongue, uh, the power of our words, uh, and what we have the authority to do with our words. And so uh, let let's get ready for that. Amen. 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 Good to see all of you all tonight again. Go ahead and share it with your neighbor, with your friends. Um, listen, hopefully you got a chance to get your Right Now Media uh, accounts up and going. Some of you have already uh, gone ahead in your study, and that's fine. You know, listen, it's like net Netflix. You 
you do it at your own pace. If you want to go ahead and get the study in, you can, and we'll come back and uh, uh, get to it ourselves. Actually, tonight, tonight we're actually going to skip a little bit uh, in the series. That's the that's the good thing about this. Uh, we we can we can go as far as we want to go. We can stop where we want to stop. Come back and see something again. But actually, we're going to skip. Uh, to to uh, another story in this series uh, of Watch Your Mouth. Uh, this is going to be the third session. Uh, we're skipping over over parts of session number two. Uh, we'll come back to session number two uh, later on. But I want to want to kind of get to session number three because it it deals with some of the things we've already talked about uh, in session number one. So I think it's a great a great lead in or a great continuation, I should say. Uh, of, of what some of the material we've already covered. Let's have a word of prayer and we will get into this study for tonight. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you, O oh God, for who you are and all that you do in our lives. You are a great and awesome God. You do wonderful and awesome things. And Lord, we thank you and praise your holy name. God, now we ask for your grace, your mercy, and your guidance as we uh, come into this study. We pray, O oh God, that you would open our eyes and open our ears, that we might hear, see, and understand more of the truth of your word, and that in hearing, seeing, and understanding, O oh God, that we would be transformed, transformed to be more like you in all that we do, in all that we say, in all that we think. We pray this in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Well, listen, Let's get into our um, video for tonight. This, again, is uh, session number three. Uh, this is coming from our Right Now Media. Uh, and uh, let's, let's, let's grab, let's get into this. Y'all pray I get it right again this week. All right. Amen. Welcome back to Watch Your Mouth. Tony encouraged us in the last session to use our mouths to worship God. Our words can make a lasting impression. We can praise God, encourage others, and speak the truth. But is simply saying good things enough? Or is there something deeper going on behind our words? In this session, Tony will teach us that what we say directly correlates with the condition of our hearts. If we have sour speech, odds are that our hearts are sour too. We'll also see what happens to our words when we align our hearts with God. But first, let's listen to Princeton talk about his struggle to keep his heart in the right place as a Christian rapper. So I've been doing hip hop music since I was a little kid. Just a part of that culture, the way I dress, the way I talk is literally a part of who I am. And so now when I became a believer, when I was 16, God started to use that part of me in a way that I never even thought he could. And, uh, you know, I, I can relate to people that look like me, talk like me, dress like me, but they're like, wow, this, this dude is, you know, rapping the gospel. This dude is rapping about Jesus. And so it literally blows people's minds just like it blew my mind, you know, when, when I saw it for the first time as well. A lot of times as an artist, I, I can struggle with discontentment in terms of looking at other artists' platforms and uh, 
when I began to compare myself to other people. And so it's like, as my platform was growing, it's almost like my heart wanted more, you know, and it, it wasn't always satisfied with the growth that was happening right before my eyes. Whenever I start to look at other artists, whether it's I'm at their shows or whether it's on their social media pages, sometimes, you know, my, my heart can be like, how is that not me? Whenever I'm going through these struggles, these wrestles, honestly, I'm never really questioning what, what God is doing. It's more so of, man, am I just inadequate? I mean, one of the number one things that helps shape my heart for more gratitude than discontentment is literally just diving into God's word. Uh, I feel like every time I dive into God's word, it humbles me because it really just puts the human heart in check. I mean, if I'm following my heart on a day-to-day -day basis, a lot of people say to follow your heart, I would be in trouble. You know, just having accountability and having uh, good conversations with brothers throughout the week, you know, and just having relatable situations, always pointing each other back to the word. And then uh, just my, my daily, my daily uh, quiet time with God, going throughout the day and diving in his word and, and seeing beautiful things with him uh, allows me to, to be grateful for what I have. Well, as you just heard from that story of God's gracious deliverance in life, there are things that each of us must be thankful for. One of the great sins in the Bible is ingratitude. We teach our children when they are small, say, thank you for this. What do you say? Thank you. We want them to get in the habit of saying thanks. When you go to the grocery store, they print out the receipt. At the bottom of it, it says, thank you. All right. Because we understand that appreciation matters. Nobody, and I mean nobody, has given you and me as much as God Almighty has. He's not only given us physical life, he's given us spiritual life, he's given us eternal life, he's given us the things that sustain life. As Israel was going through the wilderness, they regularly complained and it frustrated God because they didn't get what they wanted, even though they had what they needed. They complained and it caused God spiritual consternation, if you will, because they were ungrateful. One man put it this way, I complained that I had no shoes until I saw the man who had no feet. One day John Wesley was robbed and John Wesley got on his knees after he was robbed and he says, Lord, I thank you that I was not the robber, but the robbie. I thank you that he took my money, but he didn't take my life. And I thank you that even though he took all I had, I didn't have a lot with me. There is always a reason to give thanks. That's why 1 Thessalonians says, in everything give thanks. Don't misread that. It doesn't say for everything. It says in the midst of whatever you're going through, find out those things for which you ought to be grateful. 1 Timothy 4.4 says, everything good really comes from God and is to be received with thanksgiving. James 1 says that every good gift comes from above. So rather than 
complaining, make a list of all the things in your life for which you ought to be grateful. Maybe things are not going well at this moment, but look back and are you grateful to God for what he's brought you through? And sometimes you have to give thanks by faith. Sometimes you have to say, Lord, even though I feel bad right now, even though I got a lot to complain, fuss about, I'm going to trust you and give thanks in advance for what I'm hoping and trusting and believing you to do. Thanksgiving is a powerful tool. In fact, Philippians chapter four, verse six says, when something is bringing you anxiety, it's a time to pray. So worry is really an invitation to prayer. But he says, when you pray during your anxious times, do so with thanksgiving. So even when you're worried, he says, give thanks. Why? Because you're calling on the one who can meet you in your anxiety. I had this little puppy some years ago. I took care of that dog tenaciously every day, food and water, and, and he could come inside the house and not have to be in the elements. I took care of him. One day I put out his food and I was reaching down to fix the, the bowl and he growled at me. Not a good thing to do. I had provided for him. I had taken care for years. And when I reached down to fix his bowl, I guess he thought I was messing with his food. He went, he growled at me. He was ready to bite the hand that feeds him. Don't bite the hand that feeds you, especially if he's been feeding you for a long time. Just know, even when he allows disturbance in your world, don't growl at him. Give thanks because God will respond to a thankful, grateful heart. And make sure when you give thanks, you boast about it. Let the words flow because God is worthy of your gratitude. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Yeah, you use your tongue to be grateful, Politine says. Use your tongue to be grateful. That's right. So yeah, that, that there was so there was so much in there. Um, I'm not gonna be able to unpack it all, but there, there are a few things I certainly want to want to circle back to. Um, particularly the story of Princeton, um, because there, there, were, there was so much that that I think perhaps if we're honest, um, at some point, it it probably resonated with you too. You know, have you ever been in that space where where your heart just was discontent, right? Where, where you were not content with where you were or what you had or or where you thought you would be or or what you thought you would be doing. Um, and certainly looking at your peers didn't help the situation because it looked like they were further along than you or they were doing something greater or better or or they they had the stuff that you thought you would have by now and your heart was just discontent. Most of us will admit we've been there. Most of us will admit we've been there. You're not proud of it, 
But you know what that feels like. You know what that feels. I know what that feels like. I've I've been there. I've been there. And you have to. Um, And if you aren't careful, if you aren't careful, the discontentment of your heart will translate into words that become destructive, words that become um, dis, uh, unempowering, I'll say it that way, um, and, and words that certainly become unbefitting of a believer. You know, if you are a believer, if you are a believer, now listen, there's got to come a place and a time in your life when Paul's words ring true. I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul says, I've learned. I, yeah, there, 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 there are people who I look at. There are situations that I look at. There are things that I look at and, and all of them sort of you know, put me in the space of, man, they're, they're doing it. They're killing it. They're, they're winning. They're doing it. But Paul says, I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith, therewith is that word means with what I have to be content there with what I have there with where I am there with what's going on in my life. I've learned to be content. And if we can learn contentment, we can also practice gratitude. See, if I can learn to be content, then my words become words of gratefulness, words of thanksgiving, where I can acknowledge, you know what? Yeah, my peer is killing it. Yeah, my friend is doing it. But guess what? God has been good to me. God is good to me. And I'm thankful for what I am, for where I am, for what I have. Yeah. So, so, so that there, listen, I'm only going to give you two passages, two passages of scripture tonight that I really want you to, I really want you to meditate on. And these are passages that you know, folks, you know, them. Psalm 19, verse 14, Psalm 19, verse 14. You already know this. This is, you learned this in Sunday school. You learned this in Vacation Bible School. You learned this, and it's a prayer that you pray right now. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Listen, y'all. That is not that is not just that is not just a closing prayer to your meeting, <laughs> your ministry meeting. That is not just a closing. Listen, y'all. If you if you let those words that you learned in Sunday school and you learned in vacation Bible school and you learn and you recite to close your ministry meeting, if that gets in your heart, listen to it again. Let the words of my mouth 
and the meditations of my heart. Watch that because what the psalmist does is he connects the heart to the mouth. He connects the heart to the mouth. Let my heart be right. My, the, what's, what my heart is meditating on, Lord, let that be pleasing. What my heart is going after, let that be pleasing. The desires of my heart, let that be pleasing. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, the psalmist connects these two together. Why? Because we saw it last, last week. Out of the heart. Listen, listen. What comes out of your mouth first comes out of your heart. And if you've got issues with your mouth, it indicates that you've got an issue with your heart. If you have a problem with your mouth, it indicates that you got a problem with your heart. And that's why you gotta, that's why you gotta do some internal work. And if you do the internal work, the external will take care of itself. I, listen, y'all gonna make me preach in a minute. I told you this was gonna be short, but y'all really, y'all messing with me. If you get the inside right, the outside will follow. And the psalmist says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, they can't be, they, they aren't separate. One impacts the other. The heart, the condition of the heart informs, informs the words of my mouth. The condition of my heart contributes to what my mouth is saying. And if you don't like the language you use, if you don't like the words that are coming out of your mouth, <laughs> I think that's Medea who said that. Can you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? If you don't hear the, if you don't like the words that are coming out of your mouth, check the condition of your heart. All right. That's number one. So the psalmist links the two. Psalm 19 and 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You got it? And then this other one, and I'm through for tonight, y'all. Psalm 51, you know it, you know it, you know it, you know it. I told you these are two that you know. These are two that you know. Psalm 51. Oh, goodness. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it, y'all. Hold on. Psalm 51. All right. Psalm 51, beginning at verse number 10. Psalm 51, beginning at verse number 10. Here it is. Creating me a clean what? Heart. Again, this is this is the 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 the. the the, the psalmist David. David is saying this, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. 
Delivered me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Here it is. Oh, verse 15, last verse. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Only thing I want you, well, I, I preached this already, but I, I, I need to say it to the Bible study, because I know y'all go deeper in this word than, than, than the Sunday morning. Uh, uh, message. So look at it. Look at it again, y'all. Creating me a clean heart. David says, Lord, start with my heart. Start with my heart. This is, this is, this Psalm is thought to have been written after David's sin with Bathsheba, right? After he has this adulterous affair, after he has this woman's husband killed after he has taken another man's wife as his own, right? After all of that, this is when this psalm is thought to have been written. After he's been made aware of his sin by the prophet Nathan, this psalm is thought to have been written. It is a psalm of confession. It is a psalm of admission, admission of guilt, confession of sin, it is a psalm of repentance. And the repentance part is where he says, create in me a clean heart, turn me around, renew within me a right spirit, right? But here's what I want you all to see. Verse 10, he starts with the heart. Verse 13 he says, then I will teach transgressors thy ways. 10, watch it again, creating me a clean heart. 13, then will I teach transgressors thy ways. I need you to see that because, because what, what David says is, before I can teach anybody anything about you, you got to you got to fix me you got to clean my heart Bef before i can teach your word lord you have to clean my heart before i can open my lips to teach others about how good you are to teach others about how to how to repent for the, from their sin to teach others about your faithfulness to forgive before i can do any of that with my lips God, you've got to create in me a clean heart. Are you hearing me? See, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. People have this flip backwards. We, we, we want to minister to people before God has ministered to us. We, 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 want, to, we want to sing before we've been saved. Good God Almighty. We, we want to teach before God has touched us. David says, no, before I teach, Lord, you're going to have to fix me. Before I sing, God, you're going to have to save me. You're going to have to change me. You're going to have to make me whole, make me right, wash me. And then I will teach transgressors thy way. Cleanse me, renew my spirit, and then I will sing forth your praises. 
And so again, here it is, and I'm done for tonight. The mouth follows the heart. What happens in the heart is demonstrated by what comes out of your mouth. Creating me a clean heart. Renew within me a right spirit. Then I will teach transgressors thy way. Amen, somebody. See, some, some of us, some of us, some of us want to, you know, do this, that, and other in the church, and the Lord ain't done nothing to us. See, I, I really could preach right here. You know, we we want to be an officer. We want to, we want to have a title. We want to, we want to do this. We want to do that. We want to, we want to serve. Listen, listen, and those are great things to aspire to. But before any of that, God, fix me. How about we start with, Lord, fix me. Do, do something with my mind, my mouth, my heart, my members. Good God Almighty. All right, all right, all right, all right. Listen, I'm I'm done for tonight. I'm gonna I'm leave it there, y'all. I'm gonna leave it there for tonight. I could go further, but but I, I need to, I need to stop off for tonight. All right. Uh, listen, this Sunday. Listen, y'all. I'm telling you, this Sunday we're beginning this series, words to live by. You want to be here. You want to be here. Words to live by. We're gonna kick it off this Sunday and go for the next few Sundays. Uh, it's gonna be good. In, invite your neighbor. Invite your friend. Uh, you come out, um, if you're in person or if you're virtual, however you get it, listen, make sure you get it because uh, the Lord is going to bless this word and it's going to, this series is going to bless your life. I already see it and sense it in my spirit. You want to be here and you want it to be a blessing to your neighbors and your friends. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Words to live by begins this Sunday. Y'all listen, I got to get out of here but I will see you all soon. Love you much. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We ask now that you seal this in our hearts, seal this word in our spirits. Oh God, that you would allow our hearts to be fixed, our hearts to be made right, our spirits to be transformed, renewed, and then our mouths will follow. We thank you, Lord, that we understand now the right way that we don't need to try to control it first. But Lord, we simply need to ask you to fix our hearts. And out of the heart will flow rivers. Out of the heart will flow life. Out of the heart will flow goodness and righteousness. We thank you, oh God. We believe it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday with words to live by. God bless you. See you soon.